0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Welcome into another episode of the swamp two, four, seven podcast. My name is Jacob Rudner alongside swamp two, four, seven staff writer, Graham Hall and Graham. It's good to be back on the show as we have been pretty much every day for the last week here as we go through and preview every single position group on Florida's roster talking about what they got, what they don't. Uh, We are almost through this. This is one of our final three position group preview podcasts. We have defensive line, linebacker, and secondary left. Uh, We are combining, uh, for those of you who are curious, we are combining both outside and inside linebacker as we are combining uh, corner and safety into one podcast. Uh, The secondary, though, will have two written pieces. So you can go to swamp247.com, Uh, and get a little bit more of an in-depth look at Florida's secondary as we break it down by corner and safety. But the purpose of this podcast here is neither of those position groups. Uh, We're here to talk defensive line. It's one of the thinner groups on Florida's roster going into the season. has been since the spring, Uh, but it doesn't mean there aren't a couple of standout players potentially within the unit. Uh, And so without further ado, let's break it down. Graham, Uh, This is a group that is potentially lacking in depth. I think that there is a a very reasonable starting unit, uh, maybe even a couple of key reserves here. But if an injury or two happens, uh, Florida could be looking at a pretty dire situation along its defensive front. What are your thoughts and observations of the unit's depth? Uh, Who does it go to potentially beyond the Jervon Dexter's of the world? Uh, should something happen or really should somebody just need a break and they got to go to, uh, you know, a couple of those depth pieces during a game.
2: Yeah. Really young unit, Jacob, you pretty much, uh, hit the nail on the head there. They lost a lot of guys from last season's team, Zachary Carter. Now with the Bengals. they brought in a bunch of guys to the transfer portal last year, Antonio Valentino, Tyrone Truesdale, Daquan Newkirk. I mean, you name it, Jeremiah moon. All of these guys are no longer in Gainesville. They lost six from the defensive line last year, and the guys that they had been developing either really hadn't, you know, made the steps that I think people were hoping that they would have made in time and gotten valuable playing time last year. Kind of guys like Jalen Lee, Jalen Humphreys; those guys really were still playing a second, if not third-string role in in this this team, as was well princely Uman Mielan. And now a lot of those guys are around. Uh, Javon Dexter are going to be counted on to play a good amount of snaps this season a a heavy amount of reps honestly some of them are going to start and we'll start with Prince Prince Princely Uman Mielin that's a guy who got one start last year in Florida's bowl game when some guys sat out but he was a, a reserve last year playing behind Zachary Carter and now it looks like he's going to continue where he left off in spring which is going to be the starter at defensive end next to Dexter, although they did add some depth around him in the form of Tyreek Sapp, who has continued his progression throughout spring camp into the fall. I am pretty confident at what Florida has at the tackle position at and at defensive end, but after there, it kind of becomes a big question in my mind where Florida turns to it knows and, and what they end up doing there because I don't really think they have a, a guy that they can fully count on right now heading into the season. Right, and I think that, you know, we
1: gotta, we got to take a step back here. I'd say that we should really start talking about a guy who uh, will provide that anchor for this defensive line before they even have to worry about getting into that depth, and that's Trevon Dexter. Uh, somebody with undeniable first-round potential. I think that he's a guy who could finish the season on the first-team all-SEC list. Uh, a, a real tremendous talent who has improved uh, after an impressive season last year. He's earned praise from just about everybody. Uh, Florida has utilized a moniker uh, 4D players, somebody who can understand the role, uh, not only that they play, but the guys in the position group play. Uh, and beyond that, the guys on the, their side of the ball. And if you're a 4D player, as Billy Napier has deemed it, uh, you know all 22 roles. So when there are 22 football players on the field, you are aware of what every single one of those guys are doing. Javon Dexter was among those singled out as one of very few Florida 4D players as we head into the season here. Uh, That is a big deal, not only from a, uh, you know, just an impressive character standpoint, but really a big deal just because it's another sign of him elevating his game, Uh, very physically gifted, but clearly very mentally gifted. Uh, what, What does a guy like Javon Dexter do for this unit? Again, like you talked about, it's quite thin. So this could be a more important season for a guy like Dexter. Uh, than perhaps in a normal
2: year. Yeah. You use the word anchor. And I think that that's a really good description of what he brings to Florida. You know, he's kind of been able to play multiple positions now in uh, you know, a variety of ways dating back to not just the spring and, and preseason camp, but how he was used last year at several spots. You know, he's a guy who I think has gotten in better shape and really has figured out what he was doing wrong last year, a lot of the time. And you know, when you're able to look in and see your your faults and your mistakes from a year before and then improve on those, I really think that's going to up your game. And, and we kind of have touched on this as well on, on Swamp 247. You know, this is kind of an overall theme of the Billy Napier regime is making sure that guys were identifying what they had done wrong in the past and were honest with their mistakes, whether it was talking about taking plays off and that they not just, you know, embraced that, but they learned from it. And I think that's really what Dexter has done. He's become a a, a much more of a professional and, you know, still, this is a guy who's technically classified as a sophomore here is entering his third year and he's played a large role already at a position that usually requires guys to be a little more physically gifted coming out of high school than we are used to seeing. So when you look at where he's at in terms of his career, the fact that he came in during the COVID year and now is already at a place where people are talking about him, Working his way up to a potential first-round pick, I think that that leads to a situation where Florida, yeah, can look at this guy, despite his status, despite him really kind of needing things to improve upon what he's already done in the past year, has him being this, to use your word again, anchor of Florida's defensive line, and and a lot of that is because of the depth issues here, guys around him who came in around COVID or the year before as well, Jalen Lee, who we're going to talk about here in a second. And, and a guy like Tyreek Sapp, who didn't play at all last year, there's a lot of guys who are kind of seeing what it's like um, and, and what it requires by looking at a guy like Dexter, whether they're older than him or younger than him. And, and they're seeing that if you work hard, you are going to be rewarded with playing time. And, and I think that's going to unfold alongside um, the sophomore Dexter this year. Absolutely.
1: I, 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 am, I think the thing that I'm most curious about going into this season is how much of a role uh, Dexter can carve out, not in terms of whether or not he's a starter or not. I think that that answer is, uh, we've long known that. I think what I'm looking for is how much is he able to stay on the field? Uh, this will be a season where guys, uh, stamina at certain positions, I think will be tested, uh, especially, you know, in at positions like linebacker, inside linebacker, uh, defensive line, I think Florida's top receivers could, could experience uh, this to a degree, uh, where rotating in depth pieces will become more difficult uh, simply. And, and again, like just to be clear, this is not something that is really the fault of Billy Napier or anybody on his staff. This is what they've inherited. Uh, and it's a lack of depth at certain positions. And I think that obviously defensive line is one of those spots, and it could require guys to play more than they would on average throughout a game than they might in a season where the depth is is closer to healthier, if not healthier above that. Uh, Florida certainly does not fall under those categories. And so a guy like Trevon Dexter could be asked to play quite a bit. And my big question is, how much is he able to capitalize on that? Does he fatigue when he plays more than perhaps a normal uh, defensive tackle would? Those are the kinds of things I will be curious to keep an eye on. But let's talk about the guys who could supplement uh, the, the depth of the position, who could fill in for him. Uh, Chris McClellan is a guy who's come up quite a bit uh, in terms of young guys stepping up and potentially carving out a role. And there are others who is standing out to maybe Chris included uh, amongst the, the reserve defensive linemen, especially guys who might be able to kind of spell a Trevon Dexter uh, and, and get meaningful reps as a reserve.
2: Yeah. Let's start with McClellan. You know, I just mentioned that with Dexter, one of the big things is his ability to have played early at Florida based on where he was at in terms of talent level sure that was what really led him on the field yeah but it was the fact that he was physically ahead of where a lot of guys are coming out of high school and the same can be said for mcclellan this is someone who has always prioritized his body has always done the right things that that he needed to do away from the field whether it was you know his diet whether it was lifting weights whether it's working out prioritizing cardio uh not snacking late at night you know this is a guy who I think has done the right things before getting on campus. And that's why he's going to see the field and take advantage of some of these voids right now with, with, you know, if he hadn't done that, um, you'd be talking about a situation that was similar to a lot of other guys at that position where they come in and they just quite, quite aren't ready from a physical standpoint. They have the potential and they, and they have a lot of talent. Sure. But they aren't really ready to do what you just said, play snaps at a, at a high rate where, they're able to stay on the field and they're not just kind of coming in to learn for one or two snaps and then they have to check out. That's why I think a guy like McClellan is going to see the field and be able to kind of stymie Dexter at times and give Florida a guy that they feel confident can rotate in. And then I also want to mention Justice Boone. You know, that's a guy that a similar situation to Tyreek Sapp, a redshirt freshman, really kind of spent last year just learning behind the scenes, but now has really taken advantage of the spring, looks really, really good. I think he is going to be able to, you know, they're going to go small a little bit sometimes on the defensive line and and really only have one tackle in there. And I could see Dexter playing the nose in a a package like that and where you have two ends on the field. And I I think that Florida could use Justice Boone in, in a role like that along with you know, Tyreek Sapp and Prince Liam and Allen, So I think that, you know, that those four guys, along with McClellan, Florida feels really good about those guys right now. There, there are actually, like I said, I think more questions at nose than some of the guys even backing up Dexter, which is while that's a good thing for the depth that isn't really great for the overall balance of the unit. Let's call it that.
1: Sure. Let's actually talk about that nose tackle position. Florida returns, uh, Desmond Watson, who is you know a talented player in his own right, definitely has the skill uh, to play. But there have been very reasonable questions about his physical conditioning over the last couple months. Uh, Dexter officially on Florida's roster is listed at 415 pounds. Uh, Sean Spencer, the team's co-defensive coordinator and defensive line coach, commented early on in fall camp, if not actually the day before it started, uh, that the team was working on getting Dexter to a point where he could play. Uh, you know, a series where he could play. Uh, as a regular, you know, every down type of contributor, they wanted him to become a more versatile player uh, rather than just a, a, a big stop gap type, you know, uh, plug a hole type of nose tackle. Uh, what is the progress on that, to your knowledge? Is, is 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 I almost said Javon Dexter. Is a guy like Desmond Watson close to a point where he is going to be able to get more reps, or are we looking at a situation where it's, you know? one rep and come off the field and, and kind of plug and play at the nose tackle position.
2: Yeah. I think unfortunately it's kind of the latter right now when it comes to Desmond Watson, you know, some guys don't just have the combined package right away. and And I think Florida's previous coaching staff knew that there were going to be challenges when it came to getting Desmond Watson to a physical shape where he could see the field for five, six consecutive plays at a time that is going to be a challenge that in my opinion extends beyond 2022 he's not at a place right now after fall camp where you're able to play this guy more than one two plays at a time and i think you know there is something to be said about having a situational guy who when a team is wearing you down and picking up first downs and extending long drives who can come in in some short yardage situations, whether it's third and two, you know, first and goal, even if they can play just a a few series backed up into the end zone, that really, I think, does give you an advantage um, at times to have that. But obviously they would prefer, with all that said, they would prefer to have Desmond Watson be in a spot right now where he has gotten into better shape than he currently is in and is able to therefore play. For longer stretches at a time. Everything else, what you mentioned, the talent level, um, you know, that that's all apparent. It's the rest of it that he is going to need to continue to work on. But again, he's only what a sophomore. This is someone that, you know, not even twenty years old is is going to need a little bit more time. Not everyone is Javon Dexter, where by their second year, people are already talking about them as a potential. Mid round draft pick. That's not always the case for a lot of guys. If he can do what guys like Ethan White have done, you know, there are plenty of people on this, you know, Griffin McDowell who have transformed their bodies. If Desmond Watson can, you know, get in better shape, I can see him being a very productive player for Florida. Um, Unfortunately, that's just not the case right now.
1: So uh, I'll throw it right back to you. How, How does a team remedy that? In, in in like right now, what what are the short term solutions? Because you're not going to get Javon Dexter. I keep saying that you're not going to get Desmond Watson to a place where he's going to be capable of of playing, you know, multiple multiple downs in a row, multiple reps, uh, if if at all this season. You know, by the end of it, you would think it, it, it's going to be something that's a very long process. What does the team do right now to be able to? experience as little turbulence at that position as possible? Is there a rotation of guys who are starting to emerge? Is it something that we're really going to learn the most about once the season gets going? Where where do things stand at the nose tackle position?
2: Well, I think they feel really good about Jalen Lee, even though he is a little bit undersized for an ideal nose tackle. I, I think that Jalen Lee, his technique, his ability to be on the field for, like I said, consistently for for multiple minutes without needing to sub out. His motor has improved absolutely his knowledge of the defense. I I think you could absolutely make a case where he is the guy who is out there when the defense takes its first snap against Utah. You know, we're recording this Wednesday, August 31st. I I think that in a couple of days, you could reasonably see a situation where he is the guy out there. And, you know, I think one of the other ways that Florida can remedy it is by sending a message to everyone within the room that, we've talked about this before, regardless of age, if you do the right things, if you take care of your body, if you spend extra time in the film room learning the position, the ins and outs, regardless of your status, your year, you are gonna get an opportunity to play. Billy Napier said that today on the SEC teleconference, and he he has said that repeatedly throughout fall camp, that he is going to play players who are ready to play regardless of their status, their year on campus. So I think one of the ways you remedy that to a player is you play someone younger than them above them. It sends a serious message that, listen, if you don't do the right things, this is not a seniority approach. You are going to get passed over, just like you were able to compete for it as a freshman on campus. So are the new freshmen And if you don't do all the right things, you are going to lose your time in the pecking order. So I think that's one of the ways absolutely to remedy the situation. But after this season, Florida is going to either need to elevate its defensive line recruiting or do what the previous staffs did and address the defensive line in the transfer portal, um, which has been part of the reason why the situation is what it is where they're counting on younger players.
1: Yeah, well, uh, potentially some changes afoot uh, at the defensive line position with some depth concerns. Uh, Florida, however, will have to find a way to mitigate that. uh, As as the season gets going here, it's not going to improve uh, by the time the season kicks off. And Florida will face uh, a pretty solid challenge right out the gate, especially along that defensive front against a Utah team that uh, not only likes to run its running backs, but enjoys a good uh, option with its quarterback who is plenty mobile. So Florida will have to stay on its keys, a solid test right out the gate for this uh, thin defensive line room. It will be interesting to see uh, how they perform with that though. Uh, Graham, any final thoughts about the defensive line room uh, as we, uh, as we continue to get through more positions here?
2: No, not really. I think that it's going to be a productive unit and then Jerron Dexter is going to surprise a lot of people. You and I talked about this in our season preview podcast, which we encourage everyone to listen to download and and check out a lot of the written content on Swamp 247. But when we talked about when we talked about Javon Dexter in the season prediction podcast, I think you and I both stressed repeatedly that we think he is going to have a year that elevates him into first round NFL conversation. I, I think that there were some people who were down on him. He was ranked 80th in ESPN's top 100 returning players this year, And in my opinion, that's kind of something that would put a chip on my shoulder if I was Dexter, knowing what I was capable of, knowing how I was used previously um, under the previous uh, coaching staff at Florida. And I, I think that he has, you know, been on a mission since he returned to show that rather than, you know, make the leap. So I think that absolutely you're going to see a dominant campaign from Jerron Dexter this season. Well, there you go. Uh,
1: that'll do it for us on the defensive line preview. Again, we're going through every Florida position group talking about what they've got and what they've don't. Uh, and we are almost all the way through the only ones remaining now secondary and linebacker. We will have those posted in the next couple of days. Again, this is uh, Wednesday, August 31st when we recorded and we'll post, uh, this one and more to come. Uh, I will also say as Graham tees, we have a lot of content going up at swamp 247com right now. Uh, written previews to get you ready for the season. We're following the team. Uh, Graham and I will be at every game. We do not miss a press conference, and we have coverage from all of those things. Uh, and as well, keep it locked on our YouTube uh, and or Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening to this. Uh, we certainly appreciate it. If you are on YouTube, uh, hit subscribe. Drop drop a little subscribe for us. We post frequently. Uh, turn on those notifications. We'd love to see uh, the comments and the engagement from all of you. So definitely keep that up. Uh, and that is, uh, that's it for this one. We, uh, we thank you again for listening. Uh, one more time. My name is Jacob Rudner alongside Graham Hall, and we will see you on the next episode.
0: Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon. When a thought hits you, I can waste another weekend doing the same old, whatever, or I can conquer it.